Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. We are back with Dr. Ramit Singh. Excited to have her here. And today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about meaninglessness to manifestation and really that rise to a joyous purpose for feminine. And, you know, oftentimes we are left with feelings of, well, what's the point? And, you know, why am I here? So, why you know we are seeking joy and purpose well you know what we should be but sometimes you can't find it so dr ramit singh here once again is joining us to talk to us more about this whole experience uh, that many women and even men uh, all included may be experiencing so welcome to the show today how are you i'm very well jill and thank you for that wonderful introduction well thank uh, you <laughs> pleasure to have you back so before we get into today's show topic let's find out a little bit more about you what you do for new time listeners thank you yes absolutely so my name is dr ravit singh and what i do is i'm a divine feminine life coach uh, i've studied in counseling psychology but really the essence of what i do is i like to integrate both mental health uh, spirituality and the divine feminine energy because that's really been lacking in the field of mental health and how i do this is through many avenues whether it's going into deep uh, healing processes with each individual client um, and also uh, you know I build a, a curriculum it's a four-month curriculum that took me about four years to build um, where it is really looking at the different levels of feminine disempowerment and how to awaken feminine empowerment and um, really find your freedom and joy so you know the work I do is leading women through these powerful processes of mind body and spirit to find their joy to find their freedom Oh, beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. And how do we reach out to you if we want to contact you? Yes, my website is drrameetlovelife.com, which is D-R-R-A-M-E-E-T, lovelife, L-O-V-L-I-F-E.com. All right. Well, let's talk about why we end up getting into these meaningless types of state, in a sense, right? And what could be even causing this type of feelings and behavior, in a sense? So, Jill, you know, over the past year or so, I've really been finding that um, a lot of people that I've been working with, even my friends that I've been coming across, um, are starting to share this feeling that they're having, which is a feeling of, um, what's the point? What's my purpose? Um, I don't find meaning in my life. And, you know, to really be very serious with you, there's there's been a lot of suicidal thoughts as well in the feminine energy, a lot of suicidal thoughts in the people that I've been working with and, and coming across you know, which is around, um, I don't see a point in my life. And so when I started to see this coming up, and of course in my own personal life in my younger years, you know, I have also gone through that as well. I really went into my deep meditation and I asked my inner feminine, my, my, my source, okay, what's happening here? Show me what's going on. <clears throat> and what I saw was that like right where the womb and the belly is, there's this, this heavy energy um, in the collective feminine. And it was sort of like weighing us down. And that heavy energy really it was like the feminine feeling a complete loss of her own personal purpose and value uh. so when i went into it i said okay show me like what is it that we can do to begin to shift out of that energy what is it that i can share with my clients and also my friends and even my my personal life and i was sh- shown in my just my own in meditation um four key processes to begin to help overcome that sense of purposelessness that makes us feel like we don't want to live and i just want to share that when we have that sense of meaninglessness we've lacked a spark in our life we lack looking forward to life and we also have these avoidance behaviors like sleeping in all day um, not getting up in the morning um, you know really avoiding life altogether 
So this is sort of what I saw, and this is what I wanna um, I wanna talk about because you know more than just sadness and depression. This is more than just a sad feeling. This is an existential crisis no. that many 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 people are having. And because I work with the feminine, I'll be talking more about you know from that angle. Got it. Well, would you say then being, um, you know, restrictive and not excreting our freedom can lead to sadness? And if so, what can we do to bring ourselves that joy again that we we should rightfully have and feel? Exactly. So that's the really question. Like, is it restriction that causes us this? Like, what is actually causing us with a sense of purposelessness and meaninglessness? So there are a few key factors that I want to share here about what I've observed causes this um, from childhood all the way to adulthood. And the first thing that I've noticed um, that causes us this is, you know, being brought up for many of us in a very restrictive environmental conditions. So what happens is, is that you're, you're a little girl, you're growing up, you have all this energy. And because there is a caregiver, a parent, somebody that has a lot of expectations on you and is very much um, maybe controlling or even abusive in some ways, uh, you grow up having this excessive anticipation of the other person's needs so much so that you start to lose sense of what is my direction and what is my want what is my expression and the reason why we as children may have such excessive anticipation of another caregiver's need to the point that we will modify our natural expression to please them is because we're afraid of the consequences if we don't which is either rather mm-hmm. they're excessively judging us or blaming us or angry or making us feel guilty so when this happens Jill what ends up happening is on a deeper level there is a deficiency in the execution of personal will okay creativity choice and agency and when we grow up and we haven't had enough space to exercise our personal self our individual self then that leads to a loss of of self like to know thyself we don't have that space to get in touch with how we need to be in the world and the result as i mentioned is a loss of direction uh personal purpose and then we can develop a lot of loneliness as well because we're actually missing our own natural self-expression the spark has died and we don't feel we don't see the purpose of living because we haven't been even living for ourselves we don't even know ourselves so a lot of people that i work with when i ask them the question like what's your joy yeah. what would make you happy quite honestly and authentically many of us don't know we, we can't put a finger on what i want to do what do i need to do and the interesting thing jill is that you know for many many of us we've grown up we become adults okay we start to have our job we can make our own money we're no longer living with mom and dad and yet we're still living in an invisible prison in an, an invisible restrictive mm-hmm. environment um, because there's still a psychological pattern within us that's perceiving our life as if there are these restrictions and as a result you know for a lot of people that I work with um, they have a hard time still knowing what they want even though that environmental condition is no longer there interesting well what other things you know what can we bring how do we find the joy i mean really if you don't know what brings you joy what are some things we could figure out like do we meditate do we how does it come to you what makes you uh, us have the joy and I'm, I'm, good question yes good question so um a couple of things that we need to be aware of when we're trying to look for our joy 
the first thing we need to be aware of is we need to look at what I have what have I not been recognizing about my personal freedom because personal freedom and joy come together they go hand in hand and personal freedom is your ability to recognize um, the fact that you are capable of executing power and will towards the direction of your desires and I want you to I want people to begin to recognize that have you been minimizing your personal freedom that's actually available to you because the pattern I see with a lot of us who are still unhappy and fine and feeling purposelessness is that we don't recognize that we actually have so much freedom at our fingertips that we could exercise I'm choosing to be at this workplace I'm choosing to work these hours I can change it I can change the way I interact so the first thing is start to recognize and build up the, the sense of I am free and then from that place um, you know what really needs to happen is um, being able to um, tap into the sense of hope okay and I want to talk about this really importantly here what I notice it's very linked to the sense of hopelessness, meaninglessness, purposelessness. The topic of today is that um, we have these micro images that our subconscious mind is constantly feeding us when we wake up in the morning. And these micro images are thoughts and images that make us feel that our future or immediate future is going to suck. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be. It's going to be like, um, I'm not going to achieve, I'm not going to be successful, I'm not going to expand, there's doom ahead of me, I'm not going to make it, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to succeed. So we have to start to recognize, and this, these micro-images are called self-doubts, these self-doubts. And these micro-images that the subconscious mind shoots out at us, it, it affects and it zaps our life force energy and motivation. And so what ends up happening, Jill, is that we live in this state of, contracted state of consciousness mm -hmm. we live in a contracted state of mind energy in, 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 in sense of self and the contraction is a lack of belief of the infinite possibilities of what we can be and what's possible to us so what we start what we need to do to begin to shift this Jill mm -hmm. we need to begin to um, tap into the energy of hope and to tap into the energy of hope we need to start to reclaim our deservingness and that will look like recognizing what have you not been allowing yourself to know that you deserve and starting to use affirmations for example to say I am deserving of this and this and this really mm -hmm. into the deservingness energy so um, you know that's that's one main key to start to bring, bring joy again tapping into hope expanding your sense of deservingness working with the micro images that your subconscious mind is feeding to you around self self doubts and starting to change those images through visualization and then lastly uh, recognizing your personal power where is your power what what is your what is your freedom sorry freedom and power and the last thing I want to say about that Jill is that um, the final ingredient here that really came through in my meditation was um, asking yourself what are possibilities of joy so when you can get up in the morning or you're in your day and you ask yourself, what's the possibility yeah. of joy today? What is it that I can do tomorrow or the next day that can be that can be an opportunity to feel joy? And you might say, I'll go for my walk or I have my favorite latte or watch the sunset, whatever it is. You start to feed the subconscious mind. Okay. Inches of hope. So that's the third, the, the last sort of key 
uh, that we can work with to really shift out of that meaninglessness state. Got it. So we're also going to practice with our steps, right, which then transform to patterns, as you say, and that's kind of how it works, right, to create and find that purpose again? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So I want to maybe actually lead, uh, you know, some people through a process, a little program process here. But before I do, I want to share one more thing here, Um, really importantly. When we haven't uh, tapped into um, our sense of hope, this is linked to codependency. And sometimes we haven't made that relationship between mm-hmm. how we are in relationships and the lack of self-worth and self-belief in our, in our life. And I had a personal experience uh, when I was younger where I was very attached to somebody that was quite narcissistic. And uh, they weren't good for me. But for some reason, I was, I, my mind knew this person is not healthy, but I couldn't let them go because there were moments where they fed me a perception of myself that I loved, which is, um, I'm smart, uh, you know, I can be abundant, uh, you know, there was this high I would feel at times with this person, and it was actually a female friend, you know, a, a great friend, and so, you know, I stood back, I stepped back and I said, why can I let, can I let this person go, like, they're not good for me, and the realization was because they were feeding me because of the way that they were operating a certain perception of myself that I loved, wow. that I had given myself. And so to lose them would mean to lose that, that, that sense of self that I loved having at times when I was with them. And I asked myself, well, what do I need to do to capture that sense of self that I love feeling, that sense of abundant state of consciousness or creativity or worthiness that they would feed me at times because just the way they were without that person and then the the message was simple you need to begin to do the work of your of of your worth and you need to start to really elevate yourself to the space of feeding yourself the micro images of self-worth and self-value by having hope of what's possible for you of empowering everything you do the positive sense of possibility and success Right, and as I started to do that, Jill, my spark started to come back. Mm-hmm. I started to feel motivated and more, and just um, more excited about life again. Oh, beautiful! Thank you. Did you kind of want to walk us through yes. the process yes. and give us a little example of, of this type of work, yes. if you if let's you want? Thank you. Yeah, we've got about t- uh, ten minutes, I believe. So let's make this happen. Yeah, All we're right. good. Go for it. This is going to be a guided visualization for the audience members to um, to work with here. And so we're going to get into a meditative space so I can really tune into the energy. Everybody can close their eyes, whoever's watching. Take a deep breath in. So as we start to shift purposelessness, meaninglessness, lack of hope, the first thing I want everybody to recognize is where is that energy sitting in your body? Can you sense it as a weight? And when you sense that that feeling, the depressive state as an energy in your body, maybe sitting somewhere, mm-hmm. I'm going to have everybody bring their consciousness and awareness up above the top of their head. Up above the top of your head, you're going to imagine that there is like a treasure, a box. 
And as you imagine, looking at that box and opening that box, that box is a, a link to the infinite supply from source, the infinite supply of love, abundance, possibility, energy. It is a high frequency. And as you begin to take your awareness to that box, the message here that your higher self has within this beautiful box is in order to heal that heaviness, are you willing to, first of all, accept love? If you can start to allow yourself to accept love, acceptance of love, then that heaviness in the womb and belly, wherever it is, will start to receive love. And that will start to then inform this heavy energy that's in the body somewhere that you are deserving of more, you're capable of more. And so the second process here, as you're connecting to that box, which is the, the, the supply of source, is are you willing to receive more? Are you willing to receive? And so the second step is if I can receive, I can allow myself to accept love and receive, receive from life, to know that I can receive and I can accept, that will start to automatically release and shift that heaviness that was in the body, in the belly, in the womb space. And as you start to really imagine now that there is an invisible line, a thread between that box all the way down the center of your body, linking all the way to that part of the body that felt heavy and sad and purposelessness. And that thread now is feeding the energy of source, the energy of love, and the energy of possibility. As that's coming through, you're going to now ask yourself these three questions. The first question is around hope and deservingness. So the question you're going to ask yourself is, if I knew I was deserving of more, if I knew that I was deserving of more, what would I give myself more often? If I knew I was deserving of more, what could I give myself more often? The second question is, if I had hope in my life, if I could have hope in my life, what would I see differently? What images would I see in my life changing? If I could call in the energy of hope, what would I see improving? The fourth, third question is freedom. If I knew that I was free, if I could really look at and ask myself, where am I free? What's my freedom? If I know that I'm a freed person, what different choices would I make right now? What different choices would I make tomorrow to capture and execute my freedom? The last question is this. If I knew there was possibilities of joy in my life, if I knew that there are certain things that I could do that would bring, that would be possibilities in areas of joy, what would those things be? What would those things be? And you might take a moment and think about, well, you know, if I create that beautiful, delicious cake, or I go ahead and post that video that I've been wanting to post and know that the right person will find it, if I can have images in my mind of what feels like possible joy, then I'm feeding my subconscious mind a new vision, a new possibility. So hope, freedom, deservingness, and possibility of joy, accepting love, and receiving from source, from life, are all the ways in which we can start to transmute and transform 
the sense of meaninglessness, hopelessness, to hope, to possibility. Take a deep breath in. Exhale out. Slowly coming back into the room, coming back into the space. How was that for you, Joe? (laughs) Calm. I feel good. And thank you for that. I want um, a little bit of water. Wow. Amazing. So that's the process. I feel good. I feel like, I don't know, you feel like you can accomplish more when you sit down, focus, and... Yes. Interesting. Yes, and... You know, Jill, when we sit down and we consciously work with the distorted thoughts and we consciously connect to infinite possibility, what ends up happening is that our our energy field, our physiology, our mind starts mm-hmm. to move into the place of the expanded self. And that's the key to manifestation. It's like all this, you know, we talked about is like what it has what does it have to do with manifestation? This is manifestation, the ability yeah. to be able to have um, an expanded sense of self because mm-hmm. of the possibility and the freedom starts to bring more life force energy into your body. Then manifestation can happen because manifestation is also about how you are able to, to move towards what you want because you believe that it's possible. If you don't believe it's possible, you procrastinate, you don't see the possibilities. So manifestation happens when we're in an expanded state of self versus the contracted state of self. And the expansion state of self happens when we can start to feed our mind and our belief systems of, of possibility, of, 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 of expansion, and of hope of what we can and what we can achieve. So these are the four keys that can help us with that. And I want to talk a bit about what the program, the True Feminine sure. Rising, before we uh, before we wrap up here. Well, we got time. Go for it. Beautiful. So uh, the True Feminine Rising program um, focuses on uh, four key pillars of feminine awakening, and this program is made for women that are on the path of spirituality, uh, who might be working with mental health, their mental health and also have had a call to work on the goddess energy or the divine feminine energy, right? And so if that's been sort of your calling, um, this program starts off with the first month on empowerment, where we look at um, not just the, you know, the empowerment from uh, the Western psychological perspective, but also the Eastern perspective, which has to do with the, the chakra system, uh, the solar plexus, the Manipur chakra. And there's a whole science and a whole... Uh, you know, metaphysics around um, personal power as it has, as it links to aspects of our energy body, which I love what talking about, right? Uh, and then the second theme I talk about um, is around embodiment. And this is about the fact that um, in order to really be in your divine, powerful feminine, you got to be in the body. Because being, being in the body is where the magic happens. And being in the body is how and where we can actually pull from source into physical form what we want and so working with a lot of clients i often found that there was a lot of like numbing the disconnection and leaving the body and so that has to do from the yogic lens the root chakra which is the muladhara chakra 
and the muladhara chakra is the dimension of um, this physical plane of existence and how we can anchor our consciousness into physical form because many of us are flying around somewhere right and so and so this is the second theme and then the third theme we talk about Joe is um, uh, sacred sexuality and the womb space uh, and feminine creativity and pleasure and and drawing in pleasure and emotion and so the sacral chakra is where we begin to really um, we begin to really uh, look at the the womb space uh, in the yogic wisdom, we talk about it as like the cosmic womb, which we're connected to, which is where creation happens. And sacred sexuality is more than just uh, having a partner. Sacred sexuality for the feminine is about how she can draw in abundance from life itself. And then the last thing we talk about is the heart chakra. So releasing heart blockages and working on really what is self-love. So these are the four key themes that we work through um, in the program of the True Feminine Rising. Beautiful. And if someone does want to work with you, how do you start? What's the process? What's the accountability factor? Let's talk a little about how that works. Beautiful. Uh, so if you want to start, um, I actually have a master class that I've uh, put together on uh, feminine awakening power in the chakra system and a free mini ebook that is part of the course curriculum. Um, and the, the ebook is about feminine power and eight affirmations we can use to access this freedom of feminine energy. Um, so you would go ahead and you know look at the resources and on that page there's also information where you can contact me and book your 20 minute free consult where we can look at how will this program serve you? How will this program support you? And the accountability is that we will have a bi-weekly masterclass goddess groups with me where I, where I bring an amazing you know, small group of women together, and for 90 minutes every other week, we work with these powerful processes in person, with live, live, live support. That's the accountability. Plus, they will get um, a whole um, membership portal with all these resources, and also into their inbox. And so there would be meditations and guided affirmation practices, um, ebook readings, masterclass trainings, a whole amazing curriculum on all of this, all this information that I love talking about. Oh, thank you so much. Pleasure having you back here. Dr. Amit Singh, one more time, how can we reach you? Yes, thank you. Reach me at uh, my website, Dr. D-R, Ramit, R-A-M-E-E-T, lovelife, L-O-V-L-I-F-E.com. And also, you can also find a replay of this particular show awesome. and also a little gift, which are these. Yeah, what's the gift? Tell us, tell us. The, gift, the last gift. <laughs> the last gift is going to be... Um, a PDF on the four questions you got to ask yourself to move out of power, uh, hopelessness, and meaninglessness, and an invitation for a morning practice, a visualization that you can do to really shift out of these heavy states of being. Perfect. Thank you so much. Pleasure really having you here one more time, and thank you for joining us and, of course, uh, bringing up the importance of all of us and, you know, being feminine and being divine, and we can really focus and kind of that's the word I'm looking for manifest right mm -hmm. we can really be anything obtain anything any dream any goal nothing's nothing's too small right nothing is impossible absolutely that's what I'm looking for thank you so much Dr. Amit you have a great day and to all of our listeners stay tuned more of the show is on the way bye bye <laughs> Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network.
Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country. But unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council.